There's a temptation in every state of life and in every age in which we find ourselves to sort of water down the gospel. The gospel is difficult. It is hard to live the gospel. It's hard to love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our mind. It is hard to keep holy the Sabbath. It's hard sometimes to come to Mass. It's hard to celebrate Mass in a construction zone, I can promise you that. It's hard to be chaste, whether celibate or within married life or single. It's hard to be chaste in, with our minds, with our eyes. It's hard to take care of the poor. It's hard to worship God. It's hard to look at our own sinfulness. It's hard to confess our sins. The gospel is difficult, and it's exceedingly difficult to live the entire gospel, which we must do for the kingdom of heaven. And so there is a temptation to do what Peter does, and that's you try and take the cross out of the gospel. You try and have a resurrection without a crucifixion. You basically take the gospel and the parts which you find difficult, the parts which you don't like, the parts which you don't want to live, you remove. And so you rewrite for yourself your own gospel so you can be your own saint in your own gospel. But ultimately this fails because as our Lord says, this is the work of Satan. There is in the gospel no resurrection without a crucifixion. There is no holy land without going through the desert first. And so what we must do is we must lean into the gospel. We must lean into the cross. We must embrace the crosses which God in his wisdom has given to us. And this requires a complete transformation of our life. As our Lord says, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. You will notice in the gospel that the demands of Christ are always exclusive. No one can serve two masters. Many are called, but few are chosen. Narrow is the path that leads to salvation and few find it. It is because to live out the gospel entirely takes every facet and every ounce of strength which we have because we are fallen creatures. And so we have to fight for it. And so in our lives then, we have to leave behind, we have to put to death the old way of life. And with every fiber of our being, we have to embrace the gospel and embrace, and embrace every facet of it. We have to learn not to try and change the gospel or change God, but allow God and allow the gospel to change us. Because any time that we exclude a part of our hearts from God, any time we exclude part of the gospel from our lives, we are actually excluding ourselves from God and excluding ourselves from the kingdom of heaven. So we don't want to do that. We want to, rather than change the gospel, lean into it, embrace it. And our Lord, to sort of encourage us, he gives us a couple of reasons why we should do this besides eternal life. He said, what profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life. Ultimately, all the things which we love in this world, which we spend time on and care and worry, at the hour of death, none of that ultimately matters. We don't get to take those things with us. I remember as early on when I was discerning the priesthood, it was a profound moment in my life when I was sort of going back and forth about whether or not I wanted to give up all these things. And I was at my grandfather's committal. And I was standing in a cemetery and I looked out across the graves and I realized at that moment you could not tell who was rich and who was poor. You could not tell who had power in life and who didn't. You could not tell who had succeeded in worldly things and who had failed. Death is that ultimate equalizer. And the only thing which would have mattered at that moment to those souls in the cemetery was whether or not they had handed themselves over to Christ and had eternal life or whether they had rejected the gospel 
and had eternal damnation. So we ultimately want to spend our time and our cares and our worries on heavenly things because heavenly things endure. A treasure in heaven does not grow old. A treasure in heaven is not snatched from us in our last moments. And so it's worth it, ultimately. It's just basic financial advice. Don't invest in short-term things that are gonna go away anyways when you can invest in something longer. So we give our lives for the gospel in the hope of the reward. And our Lord, he assures us of this reward when he says, the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. We often rejoice in the mercy of God, but the righteous actually rejoice in the justice of God, because the same justice of God which condemns those who do evil promises a reward to those who are righteous. The Lord binds himself by his own justice that if we do good, he will repay us with good, with himself, with eternal life. And so we can be certain of that. We can be certain that whatever we do for God in this earth will be repaid by God in heaven. And so ultimately, we want to be those who store up treasure in heaven because there are some who store up many things on earth and nothing in heaven, and so they will have nothing in heaven. And there are the saints then, the wise, who they give up all things on earth and store up for themselves a great treasure in heaven, and so in heaven they will have all things.